30 on the dot on a stormy and rapidly cooling Friday morning. Hey, it's Dick and Skippy in the mornings. I'm the aforementioned Skippy. With me as always is Dick. Hey. Dick the dog sitting oh, yeah. wonder there. Sorry we're uh, late today. The uh, the storm's kind of jacked up our plans, but yeah. what we what we lack in in time, quantity, will make up for. Well, good thing we can, we, we know the owners, so we can just go whenever right. until, until they turn us off. Yeah, it's a good so. thing this isn't live radio. We can start whenever we want. But we got a special Ma- guest. In the maybe studio. we'll get our friend from Wyoming. Is that where he is? Our other radio Illinois, DJ. Where, where was he from? Did, I don't know. You didn't block the him, foul did mouth. You? I, I blocked him. Oh, okay. Well, we'll never know then. <laughs> I'm gonna die unfulfilled, wondering where this guy came from. So, but welcome, Dick and Skippy, here on IRLoneStar.com, broadcasting live. From Facebook.com slash Dick and Skippy. And then, of course, online at IRLoneStar.com and Connors FM 104.5, 106.1. Broadcasting live from the wet and, what do you want to call it, desolate downtown Conroe right now? I wouldn't say, well, yeah, I mean, it desolation looks, it, is kind of harsh. I feel like the rapture happened. <laughs> you know, anyone else get that feeling down here? Because well, there's a bunch of tents. It's like there's supposed to be people here. Well, it makes sense. And then there's I'm, not. I'm still here. So. Well, the first thing I would do is try to get into that Porsche and go for a joyride if this was the rapture, because that's right there. You know that awkward moment when the rapture happens and, like, no one notices? But let's see, but that's if you're you're expecting to be taken. Like, I don't really have any, I don't really care. I'm I'm glad I'm here, I'm looking at a Porsche. That's cool, so I know that's the first thing I do. Oh, no, now we're seeing Walks Alive. All right, good deal. So yeah, like, uh, I went over to Bean Punk Coffee this morning. Yeah? Up some How coffee. are they doing? They're doing good. Uh, they had a... It's like the only place open in downtown right now. Yeah, problems coming in. Uh, it was blinding rain up in Huntsville earlier. Well, it was raining for, I want to I want to say, for a good two to three hours. I feel, I feel like because the dog was letting me know that it was raining. And then, uh, you ever walked a dog in the rain? Yes, I have. And trying to, I wish I, I walked a poodle in a Japanese typhoon one time. And and what's amazing to me is how they haven't made a product where dogs can go poop inside but comfortably. Because I sat there with this dog for at least thirty minutes in the rain, going, "Just please poop, just just go, just." <laughs> and then like I was texting my wife, I was like, "How do I get her to do this? Like, there's got to be. Can we get a dog whisper where it's like you have a clicker? You know, if you three clicks, you go poop." And that's what <laughs> I was hoping. And she said, "Walk her, walk her in a circle." And so I was like, okay. So I literally was like training a horse, and I, that's what I was trying to do. And then she did it. So, well, but it's been raining, and the rain's going to be gone for the rest of the day, folks. So if you have plans to come to downtown Conroe for the Conroe Cajun Catfish Festival, the 30th annual, it's going to be bopping tonight. And the weather is going to get down to the 50s. I that's know. what it said at 8 p.m. I'm like, man, that's going to be crazy. So I'm wondering how cold it's really going to get because usually they're really wrong about the weather. Am I right? Well, I mean, you know, they 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 got it close enough. Okay. Well, uh, we have a special guest. Do you think meteorologists should be paid on a you know a success ratio? No, it's almost like they they gone too far. Like you know, those news producers are like, you know what? They've been doing it for twenty years. What are we going to fill the time with? We'll just keep them. We'll just keep them. I mean, we don't know what to fill the time with because they're the easiest transition in the news production. I imagine because it's always like we're out of stories. Go to weather. You know, like that's to me, that's the go to, right? Yeah, I get it. No, that makes sense. So, as a production, I can see them keeping it just for the, they're the buffer. And over in the sports department, they have this long list of like the C and D level sports that, you know, just in case they have to go along. Uh, meanwhile, the high LI contest in Boca Raton. Well, no, I was thinking about that. And, you know, when they're talking about spending like $10 million on that, that stadium mm-hmm. down in New Caney. Like, why aren't there big nor- uh, news productions doing stuff over there? Because you you do the Woodlands High School, 
And I saw pictures of y'all's production because mm-hmm. y'all live broadcasted on the Woodlands Online. There we do. And it looks really cool. Yeah. But like, I'm surprised it's taken so long for that to be a bigger deal. If someone spent $10 million on a place to play football, I imagine there's going to be more people there. Like, where's ESPN? Does ESPN show up for high school football? I don't know. I know if you get ESPN Plus, they have way too much sports. Like, you can watch AAA baseball. You can watch, uh, like, ladies softball at, a, like, a 1 a.m. AM game over in Japan or something like that. Like, it's wild. And on ESPN Plus Minus, you can get Australian rules football and synchronized swimming. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, speaking of ESPN, there was a sports commentator, and he she asked James Harden in Westbrook in Japan. They're in Japan, you know, they're doing the NBA travel tour. Mm-hmm. And she asked a legit question about, you know, the NBA prides itself and always allowing its players and things like that to be outspoken. How do you, would you, do you change your mind now since the, the recent, you know, things with China? And the, the PR lady comes over the mind, goes, that's not a basketball oriented question, so you can't, we, 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 you don't have to answer that. Yeah. And then they shut out. The, the basketball players are like, doing this I awkward. guess I won't be answering. Yeah. So what do you, what do you feel about that? I think they're doing a hard, like a full court press as, uh, against, against uh, the players and everything. I think there are many people in the world that will take a position, a stance, or their interpretation of a right to fit other people's a personal need. Yeah. Um, but when you try to say, okay, we'll take that perspective and flip it 180, it's not what, – what's the phrase, gander goose? You know, well, rarely nowadays – Is that an English thing? Yeah, what's good for the gander is no longer good for the goose. Well, like what I'm looking forward to is this is what the media does. And I know Jay – we have Jay Stilberg in the studio, by the way. Yeah, he's just uh, kind of sitting it, there. Let's, but, let's introduce him real so, quick. So everyone, we, we got special, special guest star, so, Jay, Jay Stilberg. How you doing? Great. How you doing? Doing good. Okay. So the, what I'm going to ask, though, is the media now, what they love to do – well, that's what they probably always, always done. They like asking that one question to 30,000 people just to see what they think. you know. And then this basketball – every basketball player is going to get asked the Toronto question. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be really interesting about the the folks who are outspoken basketball players, kind of like LeBron James. Mm-hmm. He's really outspoken about you know social justice stuff, and you know I want to see him. I want to see what he has to answer because he. Uh, when I was looking at his Twitter feed, I was just curious. I was like, I wonder if he said anything. You know, it was like he tweeted two days ago. He's got new Nikes out, mm-hmm. and uh, they're talking about China. Or something. And I was like, I wonder what the hell that's going to work because you heard Nike pulled all of the Rockets, uh, yeah, gear from from China. Like, China pulled the gear, so you mm-hmm. can't buy rocket stuff. So Yao Ming's probably really upset. Yeah, because <laughs> we talked about this the other day. It's uh, business. I, I see business decisions being made. I, to a point, there's nothing wrong with that, to look at, okay, we need profit. You know, if we say this, if we take this public stance, we're going to lose this much, and our company can fold. So I can see good business sense. But there comes a tipping point, in my opinion, when you have to – outweigh you know the human good has to outweigh now i think right now the nba they're all for you know free speech and protests and stuff as long as it's the nfl doing it um they're all yeah you guys go for go kaepernick but when it starts to become their own and it starts affecting their bottom line that's what i was saying earlier about we're we're great about oh yeah i got the right to do this or I, i you know i got the right to say anything i want well when somebody says something back to them oh you can't say that to me so that's where there's a disconnect uh but this thing with, with with China and Hong Kong and all the protests and everything, there's going to come a point where the business has to look at the human factor above the bottom line dollar figure. Because here's the thing. If a company does the right thing, 
that's not maybe a good business decision, but it's a good moral decision, the money will follow. You, you know, their stock Eventually. will go. You know, their stock will go up. And I'll even say, even though I'm not a personal fan of Colin Kaepernick, I respect his right to protest. I sniggered at the Nike ad he had, sacrifice everything, as he's just made a fourteen million dollar Nike contract. I'm sorry, just la- laughing at that. So I I, I respect that. I mean, would he's you just, say no to fourteen million dollars? Absolutely, no one would. And so everyone else is going, oh, he's sold out. Of course he's sold Everyone's – no one on the planet, if you weighed $14 million under anyone, someone's nose and said all you got to do is compromise a small principle, not well, a no. big one. You don't no, need to you shoot just convince somebody. Them, you convince them, hey, we're going to pay you $14 million to promote your message. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd be like, yeah, it's a win-win. Yeah. I get to do my message and I get money. Uh-huh. That's wonderful. So – so anyone wanted to weigh fourteen million, contact at Dick I see and no Skippy problem. at I, I gmail. See no problem that. I don't think he compromised. I think he got exactly what he wanted to do. He wanted to get his message out there, and then that's how good of a player he is. He gets paid for not playing. Well, that's for, the whole I point. mean, he's still not. To, to my knowledge, he's still not on a team. Correct. But he's still getting paid fourteen million dollars to be on a pitcher. And that's why this is the greatest nation on the, on the planet. Oh yeah, because because well, seriously, you can't. This is an, this is the land where literally. Anything can happen to it's anyone. And anyone can do anything. And I think well, we talked about this briefly before. The last two presidents, Obama and Trump, have proven beyond shadow of a doubt that literally anyone can become president now, with very you know with very few exceptions. But Is that why you keep waking up every day? No, I wake up every day because I love life. Okay, I yeah. thought you wanted to be president. I'm too honored like to quit. Well, well I, I do. Well, and let I'll me ask you this, Sean. Again, Why all of a sudden China, though? I feel like China's been doing this for pretty much because Russia fell apart. You think so? Yeah. Well, they're not believing. We got to look at somebody. Got- and here's the thing: three months ago it was North Korea. Now, then it was Russia. Now it's China. And then it's Crimea. Now it's it's the media has helped, and again, in my humble opinion, morph us into a nation of squirrel. I guess. Look over here. here uh, think about it. What's going on with net neutrality? Because that was going to destroy the planet, uh, you know, six months ago. Remember, we're all going to die because of net neutrality, and the Internet was going to go through the roof. And Acid rain, Crimean conflict, uh, uh, school shootings. I mean, it's no one even talking about them because that's so last week. That's so yesterday. So this week it's China. Next week it's going to be. What do you think it's going to be next week? Lower Liechtenstein. <laughs> What's that? Actually, look up in Jane's Fighting Navies. They, they're awesome. Lower Liechtenstein is this little country. Rhode Island can be the snot out of it a war. I think their official standing navy is like a 30 foot yacht and a 202 rifle, but it's their actual navy. It's gonna... well, they got a yacht. Yeah, I'm telling you, they, they got one more yacht than I got. Well, they got so a boat. I, I can't laugh. And that too. counts as a navy. <laughs> they got a boat and a, ro- and a gun. That's. T- <laughs> More than I got protecting my house. Well, no, house. it's just interesting because it's one of those things that I've, like, I, like for example, I play the World of Warcraft game and I, the Blizzard. Wait, aren't you supposed to be boycotting Well, that's what, now? last night, the person who I played with who bowls in the league, we bowl, he's like, oh, did you cancel your subscription? I'm like, well, why? And she's like, he's like, oh, you know, the China and everything. I'm like, yeah, but I feel like if I do that, it's like a slippery slope with my life decisions. Like, can I not buy avocados anymore? Because of the cartel owning like thirty percent of avocados. It's all personal. You, what am I supposed to do with my life if I have to make decisions based off what other people do? If I may, and Jay, I'm gonna I'm gonna sucker you in this sure. conversation because I, from my stance, I think this happens amongst my friends on the left more than on the right, but 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 both are guilty of it. That 
let's say, you know, you have, I'm playing World of Warcraft and I have left-leaning friends who have canceled their subscription and now I'm evil for not following them. Whereas on the right, we don't care that much. If that makes sense, it's yeah. like, ah, you know, so we can, no, you know, I think, people can I think pick, both left and right people choose. are addicted to World of Warcraft anyway. Well, that's so. what I'm saying. You can pick and choose your <laughs> boycotts. Mean. A long time ago for a political uh, show, I wrote a comedy sketch about a guy saying I was, and this was back in the old days, uh, this is in the 90s, in the early 2000s, when boycotting was a thing. And uh, someone goes, oh, I'm boycotting them because they, they allow this or they don't do that. Well, it? well, if you boycott that, then you have to boycott this. Okay. And I had this list of like 30 life, you know, parts of life that companies that if you boycott one for this principle, you had to boycott all of them. And I, I was to show the insanity of you can't boycott everything in life. It's like I must, all life is sacred. I must save all life. Then you can never stand on a blade of grass and you can't kill a microbe. You know, there comes yeah. a point where. Well, we all have standards. But I'm, I'm. Judged a lot because I don't Who's boycott. Judging you? Who's uh, judging you? I, I have some friends that because the Facebook people. A simple fact that I'll <laughs> like really. Well, I'm judged a lot because I'm going to be voting in the Republican primary. Oh. So because of that, I'm I'm, I'm boycotting that. And, uh, and go for it. <laughs> I'm just no. I don't. I don't believe in that stuff. But so, <laughs> Jake, can people like boycott something or have a stance on something, but not be called out for not going all the way? I mean, is like. I won't buy Nikes personally because they're too expensive, mm-hmm. and I miss Payless because that's for thirty years. That's where I bought my shoes. Yeah. So I am not engaged enough. Does that make me well, a bad person? Not engaged no, or? I mean, you know, I I'm sure I get talked about, not necessarily to my face, but I, I'm not a boycotter, right? I mean, I, I I choose to spend my money based on the product I get, the service I get. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. You know, I, I typically don't base it on, you know, where does that owner of that company, who's not even the owner of the company anymore, give millions of his dollars to. Yeah. He probably earned from that company years ago, right? Mm. So, I, I mean, I, you know, so I'm not a boycotter, right? So, uh, so I don't do it. And, and I know a lot of people on, you know, my side of the aisle tend to get in, up in arms about certain things, and rightfully so. It's, it's their right to do it, and if they want to boycott something, that's fine. Um, that's, that's up to them. I, I choose not to do it. Because um, I know that, um, you know, like Chick-fil-A's been in the news lately, and, I mean, that's where battle lines are drawn because they're a, what do you call it, a faith-based organization? Sure, kind of like it, Hobby Lobby, right? Yeah, or, or Hobby Lobby, that's another one. Are they, I'm, though? I know the Hobby Lobby is because that guy actually, like, goes on news channels and talks. Well, but like Chick Fil A, I don't know. I don't see a Chick-fil- face to Chick Fil A. Here's the thing: Chick Fil A. I see a cow. They have their. Uh, I actually had some talked to some people who actually got a Chick Fil A franchise. They told me what they had to go through to get it, mm-hmm. and it's very, very church based. And remember, you're not open on Sundays, for yeah. you know, it's all for a Christian reason. Do they have to tithe and stuff? Probably. Ten percent of all their uh, profits go to the church. Well, That'd be that, crazy. That's, that's, that's not a, real. That's a Catholic thing. Oh, okay. Um, but we'll tell you, know, you, yeah, whatever. But what I'm saying is that, so there is that now, hand in hand with all, some aspects of modern Christianity comes those that believe in a, in a literal interpretation of the Old Testament, which is thousands of years old, which has, has, in my opinion, way different teachings. So, you know, Chick-fil-A does not support LGBTQ. I think I got that right. So there are those who rightfully boycott it, but then... 
have the whole stance of if you eat Chick-fil-A, you hate gay people. And the thing is, tonight at the... Well, that's easy what, to say, though. That's probably why well, it's so but, popular. Yeah. But it, it is easy to say. Here's the thing. Tonight, when I'm shooting the football game, assuming it's not canceled, you know who's catering for us tonight? Chick-fil-A. Do you know what I'm going to be eating? Chick-fil-A. Do I, always, I hate I gay always people? wondered if Absolutely they hate... not. Because that place is always swarmed. I always, always wonder if the employees ever just get so tired of that. It's like, can we just have no one show up? For like at least thirty minutes, guys, so I can just sit down. But they're trained by their manager. Go praise God! We got lots of people coming in. There's more money to, for the greater good. So it's a it's a mindset. I want to I want to interview one of those folks because like when I worked at the uh, car wash in college, they incentivized us like if we got so many cars in every hour based off the hour, we got increase in pay. So like you wanted people there to get their car to wash their car. So, like, they would give us cards, to, like, if we go out to college or whatever, and, like, you can hand out these cards to get free washes. And, mm-hmm. and they wanted people there, and we wanted them there so we'd get paid more. So I wonder if Chick-fil-A, because they always have so many people there. And I'm like, man, can you imagine that well, working there? And you're, like, yeah. always moving, always doing something. And there's not one little break you could have. Because mm-hmm. at Sonic, you get hits or misses. Because when I worked at Sonic, it was like, oh, in the mornings, breakfast wasn't really that popular. But at, like, when they had the happy hour, people, you know how people love soda? Just soda. A lot of people. Oh, my wife is a. The, what's the Sonic? The, they got some cherry lime something there. Well, they just come up and get one drink. My wife's like, that, totally that blows my mind. That. It blows my mind that so many people were like, it was like a bar. So many people would return customers just to get a Coke. It's like, can I get a Route 44 Coke? Sure, here's a dollar. All right. Well, back, every, in, every, back in my generation, it was the uh, the Slurpees from 7 Eleven and the Ices from um, uh, like the Sears automotive section where they actually had icy machines. Oh, they, weren't they free? Yeah, and the popcorn. Yeah. Uh, we missed that. But, Jay, go, going back yeah. to that, can, how do we find a middle ground to where you have someone like me that I'd, I'd like to think I'm a decent person mm-hmm. on the whole? I think the good hopefully outweighs the bad. Yeah. Um, well, but, we, don't, we don't have, like, a social credit thing, though, because... But that's when what it start, feeling when it, like. When it starts affecting your life in, the, like, in everyday work and in everyday living, mm-hmm. then you should be concerned. But, like, does it really affect you? A couple of people on Facebook don't like you? <laughs> Only if I... Cho- well, here's the thing. If I took everyone saying, if you support this person or if you eat Chick-fil-A or if you do this or that, unfriend me now. If I did that, I would probably lose about half my friends if I took them seriously. Or if I took offense at the, the daily Twitter feeds I see... From friends is wailing well, on. Do you think that this has always been around? But the fact that social media has been injected yes. in the yes. way we project ourselves, I absolutely like, <laughs> like that. To me, it's it's almost like we would hate each other anyway. But I just found out why I hate you sooner than sooner than later. More things were shoved. Uh, I'm not going to say in the closet. Shoved in the back room or under under the the well, carpet. You just didn't hear about them. Right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like well, it, it's it, it, so easy to hear about. It didn't come today. across your your desk ever ever because like in the old days, you know what happened behind the closed doors happened behind the closed doors, and if, if the husband was was honoring on the wife, the the kids not supposed to say anything at school. You know there yeah. was a I don't want to say a conspiracy of silence, but that's how it was back then. And so as as Youth as kids were had outlets to where they could talk. First, they were encouraged to listen. We have a council at the school to talk. Mm-hmm. Or here's a method to where you can speak to strangers and ask mm-hmm. for input, and even behind anonymity. And that's where it's going out. So there have always been the Epstein's other. You know, it, it cracks me up where, or you know, people uh, like gays in the military. It's such a. It's still a hot button topic. I don't want gays in the. You know what? They've been there since. Think about like soccer too. Three thousand BC. <laughs> it's yet yeah, we tend to win most of our wars. So you know, guaranteed that. 
Does that make sense? Well, look, I mean, you know, we've, I, I think in society, especially today with just the polarization that goes on with everything, especially in politics, I mean, we've, we've really lost the ability to communicate with each other, right? We, we, we tend. Have we lost it or have we been no, told think, we've lost it? Well, I, I think a lot of people have lost it. Okay. I think a lot of people didn't learn it from the beginning. I'll give that. Right? Because they, they grew up with these things. Um, you know, th those of us that are a little older didn't grow up with those things. We didn't have them. We went outside and we knew it was time to come home when the street lights went on and mom was yelling down the street. And there was face-to-face, so, -face, if I can cut and, in with that, with the screen, everyone's a hero when they're anonymous behind a oh, screen. Oh, for sure. I, I Believe me, I know that. And, <laughs> right? And so, but back in the day, you know, if I had a problem with, with you know, Billy Heil, my nemesis, he would find out about it not from me but from so-and-so to so-and-so, and there would be eventually be a direct face-to-face -face confrontation. There was Trolling was a concept unheard of yeah. until, what, eight years ago? Yeah. So. No, it's been around since the Internet. It's, I mean, it's... Sure. And before the internet it's been, too, it's been around for, since before, right? Yeah. It just it got a platform well, my favorite, to make it more prominent. My favorite are the the anti politician people. So it's like no matter who's in office, they literally every day think of ways to screw with them. <laughs> and it's like, oh, you got an ethics fine. You got the. I mean, I love those people because it's like, really, this is what we're spending well, our day with. There's so many contrarians out there with. Um, you know, I have, and again, the, the, they're friends of mine on Facebook. Someone will say. Oh, you know, I, there was a near. I was in a near car accident, but you know, thank thank God, no one was hurt. You you know, sort of say a prayer for this and that. And then there's always that one jackwad. Yeah. Comes, well, God doesn't exist, and they feel the need to immediately. Yeah, but you would never really be around that person without social media because you wouldn't go around town well, going, same person, thank God they're saved. So, same, that same person doesn't go around to someone walking, you know, they don't bust their head in a church and go that. And, and it goes the other way with prestolicizing as well. Yeah. Um, where, you know, where the you get the in-your-face religious people who are saying you're going to die. Well, there are, there are a few. You I told you about that encounter we had on our honeymoon. In Charl uh, Charleston, right? Remind this me. This professor, I was taking a picture because, you know, there's a lot of, that's an old city, so I love taking pictures. So I was taking pictures of a statue, and this guy literally thought, like, I was going to be in the frame. I'm like, no, you're fine. I'm just taking pictures. He's like, well, do you know who that guy is? And I'm like, yeah, he was the second president or the second vice president of the United States. Uh, no, he actually was directly connected to murdering over, you know, X amount of slaves and all that stuff. I was like, okay. Thanks. And he sat there, talked to Holly and I, and gave us a lesson. And I was yeah. like, well, why don't we just burn it all down then? You know? And Well, again, you know. He liked to let us know I mean, what's I, going I, on. I'm a little, I guess I'm okay with the Chick-fil-A thing because I don't really care for Chick-fil-A. And it's yeah. not because of what they stand for or what they do or anything else. I don't really care for their food. But if it's at something that's catered and that's what the food is, guess what? I mean, if I'm hungry, I eat it. <laughs> Because, you, you know, I, I just I can't don't believe you eat food. Now, do you I, feel the need just to justify that? Because there are those that not well, you see it on Facebook. I Wait. mean, for, for me, it's again, I, you know, they don't what any company does doesn't affect me. You know, if they're anti LGBTQ, uh, anti whatever that something you care about. Yeah. Um, odds are it probably doesn't personally affect you in your life. Like, yeah. If Chick-fil-A is that way, it doesn't affect me in my life because I work for a company that protects people that are LGBTQ. We have several people at the office that are LGBTQ. I work in the oil and gas industry, and, and they don't practice that. So that, doesn't, so that directly impacts my life. Chick-fil-A does not, right? So Hobby Lobby, my grandmother goes to Hobby Lobby and shops because it's closer. If they're closer closed on a Sunday, you go to Michael's. Because it's closer for her 
than any of the Michaels or any other of those craft stores, you know. And of course, I don't hate my grandmother because she goes to Hobby Lobby. It's she, she goes because she has to get yarn so she can knit, right? So, so I just don't get myself engaged in those things because, for me, it's you know, and, and people that do it, I have it's a, it's their choice, right? I mean, people got so up in arms. You talked about Colin Kaepernick earlier. You know, people were so up in arms about that, especially people, you know, I'll be frank, in Montgomery County. I mean, people were up in arms about it, you know, and, oh, it's disrespecting our flag and our service members and all that. Well, you know what? I'm a service member. It didn't disrespect me once mm -hmm. because I've put a uniform on and fought for this country, so people like him have the right to do that. That's what America's about. And, and so we hear the, the narrative that goes on uh, about disrespecting this and disrespecting that, no, that's not what it's about. And the, and the unfortunate part of the whole thing is we never talk about why he kneeled to begin with, mm -hmm. which is social injustice in our justice system. That is exactly why he was so kneeling, vague. but that's not what we talk about. Yeah. Right? So we don't have conversations <clears throat> about police officers shooting unarmed black men or, or people of color. We, we don't talk about it on a regular basis, especially if his name comes up. The only thing we talk about is, oh, he's kneeling well, and disrespecting it, everything. Well, if, uh, I mean, I know right. the conversations we had, I've had about him, were about that. Like, I got the, the message. At the beginning, but now it's all about, you know, veterans and, and the flag. Well, and also what didn't help was a lot of people realize that's a form of protest now. So when they have something to protest that maybe has no association with social justice, it could be something else. That's sure. what they choose to do because that's what gets people to notice them. So and that I think that, but then again, they got a hundred million dollars from the NFL. Like the NFL pledged a hundred million dollars to, to fight. I mean, come on, that's a win. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I mean, there we but go. There are those again. It's the squirrel mentality and the soundbite. You know, I had some a friend of mine post on Facebook yesterday, the day before something. It was a fake Monica Lewinsky account. She's like, you know what? I need to do something sexual to Donald Trump because apparently that's the only thing Republicans want to impeach for. And it's like, no, Clinton wasn't impeached for that sexual gratification he was impeached for lying under oath he can't be a lawyer right is that what like really the consequence he can't he got he got disbarred right, right? he's not a lawyer he can't okay i was wondering about that yeah i believe he was disbarred but he was. I, yeah here's the you can get disbarred for all well, i know scientists. but yeah. i'm just thinking like what's an actual consequence for lying under oath but after the job he had he probably really doesn't need to practice law <laughs> well no i'm not worried i'm not worried about that <laughs> i was just, just curious people all we all we think about with, with first off to call the Lewinsky scandal i just think that's so unfair on the gal part of me thinks okay she was an adult she knew what she was doing but then again that was literally the most powerful man in the world who had fengali like powers over women so I don't think she stood a chance. So I, this I feel is Alabama men, Arkansas, Arkansas. Arkansas. Yeah. Sorry about Alabama. <laughs> I don't know why I thought she Alabama. wasn't his cousin. She was a stranger. <laughs> Sorry, Alabama. My father came from Alabama. But so, but we so we called the Lewinsky scandal yeah. when it wasn't. Uh, you know her. I, I feel for her on that. But everyone's like, oh yeah, you know. So you can impeach when you know the woman does these things. No, that's not what it was. And again, people just latch onto forgetting. What started, remember, this is from the Ken Starr uh, investigation, which was dealing into the Whitewater and other relevant um, business dealings. Mm -hmm. And something was said under testimony, and there's something called a perjury trap, which is why a lot of people refuse to go under oath, and it's not that necessarily you have something to hide, but in a perjury trap, let's say you put me on the stand and I say, oh, yeah, Dick and I had uh, three tacos each last Tuesday. And then eight months from now, you put me back on the stand, and I'm still under oath, and they say, 
tell us about the, you, you know, you do, uh, Dick and I had a, two tacos each on that day. I've just committed perjury. And that's where they get you. I understand. You. So it wasn't. I don't think people really care about the Mom Walensky thing. Well, no, it's, it's, it was trending on Facebook yesterday about the whole, you impeached because <laughs> Clinton was the last president to be impeached. Well, to a certain point, then the Senate didn't ra- uh, is it ratify it, I guess. Is that the pr- uh, protocol? Really what they do is they, that's kind of, so. They approve it, don't they? They, pro- they essentially prosecute it, right? Yeah. They, yeah. So they would find him, if they voted, they would find him guilty if you yeah. were. Um, but that's um, so, the process. So, yeah, so, so the House approves the uh, articles of impeachment if they pass them, and then those go to the Senate, and basically the Senate has a trial. And that trial is whether you're found essentially guilty or not. So if everything's working, you know, full steam ahead in our process, how long will that take? Like two weeks? An impeachment on (laughs) Trump? Well, just impeachment on anybody. If everyone's focusing on it, let's hammer it out. How long would it really take? That was based on the the impeachment proceedings for Clinton went pretty quickly. Once they had, well, they had a smoking gun. They had him on video saying, I do not have sexual relations with that woman. Then they had the blue dress. And from that point, it was game over. So it was a relatively quick um, process, probably about three months. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember exactly how long it was, but I mean, it's just like a, tr- I mean, literally, it's like a trial. That's I mean, what I figured. So it's once, like- you, once you do the investigative part and you have the evidence, and then you start moving forward, right? Because I mean, if we look at it now, everyone, you know, a lot of people are calling for, they need the house needs to have a vote of the house to proceed with the inquiry, right? Uh, which is not required. It's not required under the constitution. Now, historically, they've done it every time that they've talked about impeachment, but right. it's not required in any way. The only the only thing they have to vote on is the actual articles of impeachment. Yeah. But, uh, well, I feel like anything that involves Donald Trump, there's a lot of, like, it's a lot of clouts. Like, you don't really know what's really going on, and it's like, and especially with the media, it latches on to every day. Something. There's a lot of obfuscation on all ends of this situation. I, this, it's going to sound like a glib question, and maybe it's better for off the air but or even being rhetorical, but this is for you, Jay, and you, Dick, and anyone who's listening. With in mind that, as you just said, you f- do you file the articles of impeachment during the investigative process or after it's... Because you have, like, the discovery phase of a, of a trial, mm-hmm. and then once all the discovery's in, then you start the trial, and you can't suddenly bring in new stuff. So is the same thing with impeachment that you have the investigation, you have your fine. Okay, we had like a grand jury. Okay, now we have enough for impeachment. Because if that's the case, the question I have, and I'm not being glib, I'm, I'm actually wondering, what if anything has Trump himself done that is impeachable, that's been proven? I mean, not you're, you're based on. Wrong. I don't. That's what I'm saying because we got here. I just I like the idea of him peeing on people. That to me was, or was well, he get peed on? No, he. <laughs> He, well, whatever it was, is great. He peed on a mattress and, and was urinated on by Russian huggers. But <laughs> that's real, right? I hope it's real. No, that's what was in the Christopher Steele dossier. Okay. Man, but, someone wrote that. That's great. So, again, so you have Steele never went under oath to verify the documentation, and that's an essential part of a trial. You know, you have a secondhand whistleblower with protected identity and not protected from the public, but protected from his, uh, the accused. So I'm one. So that may come to be true. That may not. I don't know because it's still under investigation. But there's, to my knowledge, there's yet to be. Unlike Bill Clinton with the blue dress, without that blue dress, 
it never would have happened. Mm-hmm. He would have got. Well, he never admitted it either, right? I think yeah, eventually he did. Yeah, part of his censure, he, he had to admit to it. It's almost like a uh, not a, is that elocution or something where I have you no have idea. to Don't in a trial <laughs> to to ask for leniency as part of a plea deal. You have to admit to the crime. Okay. Um, I think it's called the elocution phase. I could I'm, could easily be wrong on that. But no, it's they had the smoking gun. They had Clinton on video saying I did not have yeah. religion. And then they had, had his DNA on a dress. So without that dress, he it would have gone a different route. I don't want to say he got away with it. It would have it would have got away. He should have just denied it. He should have just stuck with it. Just like that's not my that's not my I don't know where he got that dress. It was planted. Well, and here's the thing with that dress, there was no chain of evidence. And I, it, that's why it can't stand up to the, the rigors of an actual criminal trial or even a civil trial because there's no chain of evidence on that dress. Literally, that could have you could have, I don't want to get too graphic, but you could have grabbed a turkey baster at a later date, done your thing to yeah. it, and said, oh, seen, We've seen enough TV. Yeah. We know. We, we, know. we see CSI. We yeah. know what's what. But, I mean, I, I, the way I see it, the only thing that bothers me whenever it has anything to do with corruption and things, it's like, I, I don't really understand until the police show up with the handcuffs because that's when it starts getting real. Like, to me, that's the real moment where, like, oh, there's something actually happening because right now when, it, when I have to, when I, the little I do pay attention to politics on the, on the United States level, it's like we're literally I'm getting paid to be in front of this podium and talk trash and just accuse, and then I disappear for two weeks, come back, do it again, disappear for two weeks, come back, and it's kind of like, is anything really going to happen here? Because it's it's almost like it's an ongoing it's like a twenty four seven rally just to rally people. I miss then, the days when a president would actually disappear for two weeks on end. I know that's never happened. I, I don't think in the last two and a half. Well, years. it's not. Even, no, I'm not saying like an individual. It's like everybody in Congress. That's but what no, they do. It, it actually started, I think, with Bush Jr. Man, Clinton a bit, but Clinton could go away for weeks on end. You know, not being the the headline, and life went on just fine. I think with. Um, well, that's because with, Trump's like Sudafed out. With, he's like he's going at well, it. He's taking pills. Bush forty three. Like, <laughs> you know, it happened more because we were at war or in a conflict, or however you want to phrase it. So there was that. Um, then he would go out of his way to do questionable things, like you know, mission accomplished press <laughs> conferences. But I got a question under for Obama, Jay. and then continued under un, under Trump in a big way. I think Trump took it ran with it because I remember during the Obama administration, me grousing that he was in the top three headlines literally every day of his administration. I, I, but not with a press conference from him because he gave precious few press conferences, but the word would come out from his office about this or that. Now, Trump took that and ran with it to where he's the center of his own universe. Um, but I'm seriously, I miss those days. I, I, I Up to Clinton, I think. I is think a lot of people miss those well, days. I got a question for you, Jay, because uh, you're running for Texas Senate 4, uh-huh. right? So when it comes to politics, and not even politics, more of the, the job as a congressperson, a senate person, and all that kind of stuff, can you tell me how many people do we elect at that level total? So the House, we have the House, and then we have the Senate, right? Are you talking about the state of Texas? The, uh, well, let's, let's talk about let's say national. Let's do national level. So, so like Washington, D.C. So Washington, D.C., uh-huh. how many people are in Congress? 
535. And then how many people are... five representatives and 100 senators. Okay, so roughly all together, there's like 600-something? 535. Yeah, Congress is the House and the Senate. So for the House of Congress, it is 400 and... The House of Representatives, it's 435. Okay. This isn't a quiz, though. I'm getting to my question. And then in the Senate, it's two senators per per state. state. So it's 100. So it's 100. And then the vice president of the United States is the president of the Senate, who is the tie-breaking vote in the Senate. So total in Congress, how many people are there? Total. 500. Are you talking about elected? Yeah, just elected. Like, 535. So 535. So the, my question for you, for you as a person running for a position is, why is it always like it seems like a handful of those people go on TV? Because that's a lot of people. And it like is. the percentage of people that go on TV, yeah. it's like to me it's like 30 well, yeah, like 30 people total. Yeah. Much less, Now, like, what are those other people doing? I know they're working for like their <clears> position. <throat> mm-hmm. They're working for their people who voted for them. But it's like when you sit there in your chair, is it something like it's an attention-seeking thing? Because I see when you see these people always on TV, it's like, mm-hmm. do they have anything else to do? Like what about the other 400-whatever people? Do they <laughs> let them talk? Or is it like did their office have a better PR person where they get them time slots or something? Well, or? I think it depends. I mean, it depends on a few things, right? And it, it depends on what kind of networks, if you talk about cable news, right? It yeah. depends on what kind of networks you watch because if you watch a, you know... A, a there left, are favorites. If you, there are. And if you watch a left-leaning, you know, organization, then you're going to see certain uh, But not, not 400 of them. Like, no, you're not. But some of them are, some, some of them are just not outspoken. Yeah. Quite honestly, some of them are not good speakers. That makes because like I think right. of Texas, the only people person some I can tell are, you is Ted Cruz. Some of them are very uh, in the middle, like the majority of our country is. Yeah. So they don't really. I mean, the, the news doesn't want them because they don't really have. They're not going to say anything newsworthy, right? Because yeah, they're kind of in the middle, so you don't see those people. And the networks um, have their standbys. You, you know, KTRH would have. They have three congressmen on stand, on speed dial in case we need a quote from some. You know. Well, yeah, uh, but that's what I, it's just kind of. Cu- it's curious to me though because it's like. There's only there's so many options, but I think, and then it's like this is who we choose, which I get. Like the the speaking thing, I totally understand, Mm -hmm. but it's kind of like, do is it more of? I feel like it's a selfish thing. When I see them on TV, it's like these guys are selfish because well, some are. I think it depends on why they ran. Yeah, it's like like kind of like my joke with Sheila Jackson Lee. She's her joke is she has a magnet for the camera. It's like and she is. (laughs) If it's a camera and or funeral, she's there. That's that's her thing. She always gets the ILC. That's how she gets elected and reelected over and over. It, it's, there's, a, there's a presence there. There's some that run. It, it's like take a, take a sports team or a TV show or movie casting crew. You know, there are members of a sports team that they want to be the name and get out there and be interviewed every day, and then others who just want to show up and hit the ball. Yeah, it's very true. Especially in football, there's like, what, 54 employees that yeah, play football? Yeah, think about it. You know, we all go for like... the quarterback or the game-winning guy. Yeah. Uh, but no one interviews the water boy. No one interviews <laughs> the, I don't even know all the positions, you know, the running back if he just had a normal day. And he's, he's fine with that. Yeah. You know, or even in the, we, we've had casts come from, from theater productions here, and there are some that are like, ah, I love doing the show, and there's some like, oh, well, I, I, I guess it, what's a little different, though, because I feel if you're an elected official, there's a platform for you because sure. people want to listen to you because they elected you. And in today's technology world, and especially, like, the consumption world, mm-hmm. it's like some people will get, like, I literally only can think of, like, 30 people on TV, and there you said there's, like, over 500. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm wondering why there's not a balance to it, unless I'm just paying attention to the wrong 
flow of news. If something happens that affects their district or state directly, you know, uh, we had the you know governor of Puerto Rico and then the governor, you know, yeah. stuff like that, or Hawaii, you know, they'll pop up from time to time. But then if it's not deemed newsworthy by those who release the news, then they'll move on to the next one. And, of course, the squeaky wheel gets... The grease I had to think. Wait, he's all about slogans today. Or <laughs> I am. I'm just. I'm just Mr. Trite. So you're running for Senate four for Texas. Senate State District Texas. four. So with that, with the question I was talking about, would, do you like going in front of the mic? Do you? Is that something you feel like elected officials should be doing? Being like, you know, I think it depends on what the reason is you're going in front of a mic. Quite frankly, I mean, you know, I, I have no problem going and talking, talking to people. Yeah. On, using a microphone or anything else. I don't need a microphone to talk to people. Um, I, I, obviously, some stories or issues are probably more newsworthy than others, and maybe they need to have more attention drawn to them. Uh, so it's certainly worthy of, of trying to have the ability to get that attention from a media organization. Right? Yeah. So it's important to have, you know, it's important to have contacts uh, within media sources that if you want to try to get some information out there, that would probably be you know, good for people to know. Um, you know, should people seek out the camera and just always try to you know? Well, especially since you're running for but a position, it's, it's kind of like you're going to be ears are out there listening, waiting for that opportunity because you want people to know who you are. Oh, sure. I mean, for someone like me running for a position like this, yeah, of course, I, I would never turn down any opportunity to be on any media organization because if I can, the bigger it is, the better, right? Because the more it spreads who I, who I am, it's all about name recognition and and people even knowing that you're running, right? Yeah. I mean, when you when you look at Texas Senate District 4, it's not exactly small. And there's a lot of ground to cover, and there's a lot of people that live in it, right? So there's... I have no... We live in it, right? 900,000 people we that live, here. live in we it. We live in what it. What are the duties of a state senator, then? What do you mean? Uh, so what's, like, the parameters of the district and the, I guess, the jurisdiction? So, I mean, truthfully, it's it's... Very similar to what the federal, how the federal government's kind of set up. I mean, it's a little different, but mm -hmm. I mean, so Texas has 150 representatives in their house, and they have 31 senators in their Senate chamber, um, and they, you know, pass legislation just like, you know, Washington D.C. DC does. There's a process. The mm -hmm. bills have to start in one side. It has to go through a process and get passed, and then it goes to the other side, and then it has to go through a process and get passed. And if there's changes, they might have to have, you know, uh, 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 a committee put together of both chambers so that they can hash out the differences and get it to the final form that would either get approved to go to the governor's desk or, or whatever for signature. And when you so, say the two sides, so we have the state senate and we have a state, state house. house. Mm -hmm. And is that still representative? I'm trying to remember the title of something like that. I can't remember. So it's a state representative. State rep, okay. Uh -huh. So I'm look, trying to why get my are you looking at me, man? You want me to look it up? He knows. <laughs> well, I, no, I'm trying to because the camera it's getting yeah, the profile. So, I want to, you know, look. So, do you mean this? Because you only work twice every two years. If so, at the there's, Senate, right? There's, They're only open. There's every an accession. So in Texas, the legislation meets once every two years. It's every. It's on the odd year. Yeah. And they essentially meet. I think <laughs> They're all odd years. I think it's 140 days, but it starts in January, goes till May, um, and that's once every two years. That is what they do. They're in yeah. Austin for those, you know, five-ish months, and that's where they hammer out the budget for the next two years. They hammer out any legislation that's going to cover for the next two years. So if you're elected, how many sessions do you 
do you do until the next election? As a state senator, yeah, it's Texas. two because it's a four-year term, okay. right? So, so you get so at least two, two sessions. sessions. As a state representative, it's one because those are just like the federal. It's every okay. two years they, they're up for re-election. Ooh. So this meeting every other year, a, is that like the – I'm sure each state is different. Is that mm-hmm. the exception or the rule, and what are your thoughts on should it go annually? Well, I think that there's a lot of conversation. You know, I mean, every state does their own thing, mm-hmm. right? So it's not like there's a na- – here's how it's done nationally. Every state kind of does their own thing. Um, you know, there's a lot of proponents that like the way Texas does it because they, they like the fact that they meet once every two years. So that during that two-year period, everything kind of stays stable. Nothing can really change because they can't change laws. Okay. So things kind of stay, you know, uh, uh, stable. I guess I'll use that word. Things can't change because the legislation's not in session. They can't yeah. change the law. Um, so there's a lot of people that like that aspect of it. Um, uh, I think that, uh, uh, and of course, if something does come up, the governor can always at any point in time call a special session. So yeah, he's, like he, bathrooms, he, right? That was yeah. a special one. That's he worth can, our time. Yeah, definitely not. Squirrel! <laughs> so he can, he can do that on a whim. That was a squirrel yeah. moment. So, that, that, so if something okay. do, important does come up that needs to be addressed, he can always call a special session. Those are 30 days long. So each special session is 30 days, and he can always extend them if he wants to. Um um, and of course, you know, Sean's right. The last time they, the governor called a special session, it was over bathrooms. Uh, oh, what? I, I was right. Yeah. Man. And I think the, wasn't the one before that about the, uh, the Gardasil, the, uh, the HPV shot. I, I, I don't remember. I think that could have been a special session thing again. The one that sticks in my mind is the last one yeah. more than anything. So, so, you know, obviously that's one way it works. Right. So, uh, and I think, you know, I, I've not heard too much opposition to that, quite frankly. Um, from either side yeah, of the aisle. Yeah, if it works, I, I guess. No, um, don't. You know, and, and the one thing to remember about the state legislation, whether it's the House or the Senate, right, it's it's not like these jobs pay a living wage, right? I mean, that's what, know, yeah. These jobs pay $7,200 a year. You $600 a month is your salary to be a state representative or a state senator. Um, you do get a per diem when you're in session. During that five months, you get a per diem. Um, so, yeah, I always you know, wondered how they're able to afford staff. They get a budget for the staff. Okay. I mean, that's so they're getting paid seventy two hundred. Yeah, it's not like here's a million dollars, split it up as you see fit. It's here's your here's your six hundred a month, and then they get this and they get that. So, so it's, it's you know, it's too, I, I'm not going to say it's exactly alike, but I mean, like if you get elected county judge, which I ran for yeah. in 2018, then you have a chief of staff that goes along with that. And that oh, okay. chief of staff is budgeted into the budget. Right, but that's your person that you get to choose. So who I think they is, probably do that right? so no one complains. Like, oh, your CEO gets well, paid more. Well, that's why I'm moving down to mm-hmm. Harris County so I can be the mayor's intern for was it 195,000 a year? 95. Sorry, I added a one on that. 95,000 a well, year. Have you lived in Houston? It's pretty expensive. Yes, I, I have, but the dude's an intern. <laughs> that's just the poor. That's we a poor pay choice our of words. Breakfast tacos, <laughs> and they're grateful. I'm like, I'm probably gonna go hit those up after this. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Yeah, go some some yeah. So, so again, so you know, I mean, to me, I, I, I mean, I don't necessarily, I can understand the rationale behind, you know, it's stable. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, it, it, quite frankly, probably saves the state money that they do it. That well, way, I like the idea of and, proposing things and letting it actually come. And you can't to, to for like basically fruition. It's like, oh, let's try something. If it works, we need two sure. years to see if it works or yeah. not. Yeah, I mean. So nothing should be set in stone, right? Yeah. I mean, you should always be able to change something if, if the need arises or if the circumstances uh, come up that it should change. Um, but the one thing I do like about the way they do it is that, 
well, like and don't like, is that number one, you can't you can't make it a you know your your only thing you do in life is be like in the state house or the state senate because it doesn't pay a living wage. Yeah. Right. So, um, so you have to do something else to make a living. Unfortunately, because of that, you know, there's a lot of folks that may want to run for something like that, but they they just physically can't. Yeah. Because if they do win, and if they're the breadwinner of their family, that doesn't work. They can make it. I mean, right. I've seen mothers of five kids single and go to get a, get their RN. So I mean, I think anyone anything's possible. Just do the University of Phoenix. Uh, listener Brett uh, has a good thing that he phrased. I want to quote it. He says, "Government is best as a part-time job. Professional politicians can't be trusted." I think in several cases that's the case. I think for a state rep or state senator, I agree. Um, but you do have that flip side. You know, you can't have a part-time governor. I don't right. think. No, I don't. Or think a part-time president. Um, but I think up to a certain level, and if you think back to the, the old days when, you know, we were colonies, that's exactly what was going on, that you had these men like the S- Second Continental Congress, the ones that signed the Declaration of Independence, you know, they had left their wives at home to tend to the farms and the law firms and stuff, and, you know, they had to scramble for what money they could, and they were stuck there because uh, it didn't pay well. Well, I look at it this way, right? And I, I don't disagree one bit, to be honest with you, because there are certainly career politicians that uh, don't necessarily do what they should be doing for the people they represent, but they'll do anything they can, can do you to, give me a to, name? To, to win on an election. What does it rhyme with? <laughs> um, but at, at the end of the day, I mean, in, in if we look nationally, I mean, they... they you know, approved a constitutional amendment to limit the presidency to two terms, specifically for the reason that they didn't want somebody to be yeah, a career sense. president, right? Who's uh, Roosevelt and, or Eisenhower? And Who's so I'll tell you right now, I don't understand why we don't have more conversation about doing the same thing in Congress, right? Well, because we yeah. have people in Congress that have been there for over 40 years. Oh, gross. Well, the, you know, the world t- today is not what the world was 40 years ago. And, um, you know, I think it's unfortunate that we have a system that kind of works like that. Now, what the right number of term limits are, what those numbers are, I couldn't tell you. I don't know what the right mix of numbers would be. Um, it, but, if I may, uh, uh, I'll just run a counterpoint <laughs> on that, uh, that technically I feel we do have term limits. Well, you, and it's yeah, called but you call it days. voters. Sure, you call it voters. Now, but, I agree with the presidency. The difference is because but, that's a very powerful thing. But in a district level, not... Yeah, Can I, someone I, get so entrenched? I just... Uh, well, I mean, if you like the lifestyle... You mean the, on the federal level? Well, um... I mean, the lifestyle, has to be, if it agrees with you, yeah. I mean, Sheila Jackson Lee, I don't think I've ever heard her actually go for another position. So she's not doing, like, the ladder system, you know? It's not like, oh, I want to be only elected here because in 10 years I could be doing this. Oh, no, but but she's on, like, 42 different committees. I mean, that <laughs> that that's her thing. You well, know, no, I mean, more of, like, she's been around for how long? How long has she been... And who did was it a public service? Barbara George. Who who did she replace? She's she's at least ten years, right? At least was a decade. It, uh, Mickey Leland or Barbara I, Jordan? I, I, I can't she'd been remember. There for twenty something. Years. Yeah, yeah. No, so she's been, been there for time. that long. That's what I'm saying. Like she clearly, she's like you know I'm gonna yeah, stay here. Yeah, I guess you can be. You know what? I'm I'm going to kind of partially retract so, what I said because I, I don't necessarily. Disagree well, I always with wondered you. is how people know how much they make because you always see that's the argument. It's like how do they you know go into public service and they they're worth this much and now they're worth this much. How do they know that? Well, well here's how the thing. How they, they, a congressman makes, let's just say, like 120000 a year. I have no idea what it is, but let's say that. But then they the come out of, 
Huh? What the federal yeah. loan? Uh-huh. One seventy-five. Okay, one seventy, one hundred seventy-five thousand a year, which is not bad, but it's not going to make you a millionaire. But then they come out. But how know, do they know how much they make? You have to know it because the taxpayers pay well, for you, it. You, you mean they're how their much salary. they make outside of that yeah. salary? Oh, that's the thing. They go in making one hundred seventy-five a year, but they come out worth twenty million. But how do you know they have twenty million? Because. Well, How when, do you you, know that? when you run for, and these are not good judges, by the way, but when you run for office or if you're in office, you have to fill out financial disclosures every mm-hmm. year, and those financial disclosures are become public? public records. Okay, so we do know $20 million. Like, we yeah. know that for a fact. Right. I always feel like that was And that's made why up. people are asking for, like, they'll ask for tax records, because if there's a discrepancy between your financial report and your tax record, that's where stuff can hit the fan. Because when I ran when I ran for county judge, yeah. right, and much like this, I'll have to do the same thing. You have to fill out a financial disclosure. Oh, I'm gonna look that up. But they don't. I mean, and don't get me wrong. These do. These are not like a breakdown A, B, C, or D of well, that's what, what I, everything in your life. I mean, because there's rules on what you have to report and yeah. what you don't have to report, right? I mean, for me, I had to report obviously my salary for my job. Well, like the like the Kennedys. Right. I feel but, like that's a big family, and they have a lot of money, but it's not like one one bank account. Sure. So, but but like when oh, they there are many offshore accounts. Well, though, because oh, I always get weirded out by those online things where it's like they go in with this much. This is how much they're worth. I'm like, how do they like do? How do they know? Like, how, I would never let people know how much money I have ever. But and I guess you have to let them know when you run for public office. I didn't know that. Yeah, the, uh, <clears throat> that's kind of weird. But I guess I mean it's really well, is, is that I, not weird? Why did the well, why does the public need to know how much money I have? Well, I think it. Well, I think it's more of in well, line to to kind of and not that it obviously is going to work a hundred percent, but it's to try to root out corruption, right? Because, but, but I, I mean, are you, you going to report it on the form? Well, that's what I'm saying. Tax, like you're already yeah, filing so. taxes, you're already telling the government how much you make. So that's it. That's really weird to me. Is that okay to well, be weird? It's an invasive, it can be weird. I mean, it can be an invasive process I mean, that's, to put yourself in the political arena. And that's one thing I always wondered about running for uh, like running for any public thing. It's like how much of your personal life has to be to, to be, you know, on like out to show everybody. Mm-hmm. Because I understand there's a representation of yourself with like news and everything, but then there's it comes to a point where it's like like, I, I can't imagine running for office during, was that, McCarthy years or whatever? Because, mm-hmm. like, it's so easy to be branded something, and just because some guy doesn't like Sounds you. Sounds like today. Yeah, <laughs> and, like, and like that to me blows my mind, especially, like, because uh, the whole tax thing with Donald Trump stuff, that the, what weirds me out about that is, like, especially with official government bodies suing and trying to get these documents, I'm thinking, he's he was a citizen at one point, and now we have government bodies suing to get his tax records. I'm like, well, doesn't the government already have them? Like, haven't they already looked at him? If he's doing something wrong, you think the IRS would know? Because he's been a profile person for, like, what, oh, 30 years, 40 liter- years? I think he's been literally audited every year yeah, Well, that, last- See, that's what kind of weirds me out about it, because I feel like that's, like, overstepping a little bit. I just, even if we don't like Donald Trump, it's like the, there's people who are in a p- official position suing to get stuff but let's go back a few years well, people were suing to get president obama's transcripts for their own reasons yes again that's like that's kind of weird but is is <laughs> someone who has technically the highest level of power in the world should they be held to that that you should well, submit saying, like well everything from a you know your your birth records to your College transcripts to your actual tax forms because well, do you, are, are you those already to, public though? No, no. What? No. Like your transcripts nope. and all that kind of nope. stuff. No, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
See, that, that good. But, see, and then it we, should be. but see, from there it also goes private. into what about medical records? That should, should be all, private. They should be. Yeah. For the president. Yeah. College transcripts. Well, I mean, I, I feel tax forms. I feel there are like if when you go for a job, for example, had needs security clearance, you do give up some privacy. Like I imagine you stepped on a submarine, there was probably some background check, right? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Because <laughs> that guy brought on a camera, took some pictures, and went to jail or Marine jail or whatever you want to call it. Uh, you remember that guy? Mm-hmm. Is he out? Is that? Yeah, he, it was commuted. What was the full story behind that, by the way? Was he just being an idiot, or was he actually a spy? Because you're on a submarine. Yeah. My sense was that he was taking pictures of someone that there was equipment in the background. Yeah. And unfortunately for him, that, that was a dumb move. So when when you're, you know, we didn't have these when I was on. Yeah. Right? So it's pretty simple to take pictures today. But, um, you know, certain certain instrumentation, certain gauges, those types of things, in order for you to take a picture uh, any picture had to be approved to leave the ship because there's certain gauges and things like that that based just based on the scale of the gauge and depending on what that gauge is can actually tell you classified information oh, about cool. the ship. Yeah, I get that. But, it, right. but I mean, like when you went into service and you understood there was levels in the service, like if you want to be, you know, higher security clearance, you had to give up some things. Like they, so they I, had a, oh, yeah. I had a top secret SCI security clearance when I was. In so, but you had to, but you had a process. It wasn't just like. Oh, here's your here's your. It's, it's called vetting. Card. No, I had to file paper. You know, you have to f- file paperwork. Yeah, they, they actually come and and talk to you face to face. They talk to your friends. They talk to your neighbors. Yeah. See, I get uh, that. And but then when the they, public doesn't need to know all that stuff. No, the pub. Well, I, I'm a firm believer that the public does not have a right to know all things at all times. That's just for it, sure. That's my stance, and. Uh, that's why I'm so, very. So I'll anti- say this. I'll say this about tax returns. Yeah. Right. So historically, if we look at history, historically, anyone who's run for president has released their tax returns voluntarily. Because voluntarily, just, that's just the right to do. Mm-hmm. And so, to me, the issue with deciding not to do that is it's just a rule breaker. I, I'm a rebel. He's, he's to me, the trend, to man. me, it's all about. Who do you owe money to when you're sitting in the most powerful yeah. office in the world? And if you owe money to people like Russia, Russia or China or who even Canada, well, who cares who it is? Well, but it's it, imp- I think it's it important. For, but I think it's important that um, well, you have to understand. Don't they already do that? What's that? Like, doesn't our government already vet the guy who's going to become president? No, not that much. So they don't see his tax returns. Well, sure. If I mean, if, if the IRS does, so there's not there's not one like the su- Secret Service or but they can't. They it's not like they can. I mean, not I unless if, you're lowest learner. Oh, sorry. I guess I if you're there. a whistleblower and you go, well, oh, like, I no. saw that tax return. Well, no, that's what I'm thinking. Is like, say day one, you're I the heard president. Somebody saw that tax return. Well, that's... so so when you become president, there's not like a vetting process at all. Is that what you're telling me? Well, yeah. The government doesn't vet you, but they already know though. They kind of already know. To qualify to run for president, there are three rules. You have to be born on U.S. soil. You cannot be convicted of felony. But the IRS has seen his tax and returns. And at least 35 years of age. And they, they haven't found anything wrong, right, basically? But well, how do you know that? Yeah, they can't, re- just, you they can't that. release officially going, hey, we, we have his tax returns, because that, that's like a doctor knowing. Look, let's say you know we're, we're pulling a West Wing, and Trump or Obama had you know MS, multiple sclerosis, and he didn't. Didn't we have a president that had him? Oh, no, that was on the West Wing. Okay. Oh, and, that's right. And... I get that mixed up. Yeah. By law, he's not required to 
uh, disclose that, and no doctor in the universe could disclose it because of HIPAA. Yeah. And it, so it, it bites him because then it's like, well, he gets censured for it in the show as a result because, well, you should have, you didn't technically break the law, but, <laughs> and what, what it is is a, a, a medical form was filled out when their daughter goes off to college, and the medical form says, does anyone in your family has a history of A, B, C, and D, including MS, and the wife signed for him, and so that was like the smoking gun. Otherwise, nothing. So that was the law that was broken, not the fact that he didn't disclose. The problem with the U.S. tax system and releasing tax, and the reason why I was asking is you're saying, how, how do we know if he doesn't owe money to Russia? I don't think a tax form necessarily reveals that. My issue with tax forms in general. Well, when you're filing a tax form as a business, it very well could. But it shows in the income. What's that? Uh, the tax form would show the income. Let's say I'm working for, sure. you know, Lennon Incorporated. Uh, so I made $10 million from Lennon Incorporated. It's a strong company. Yeah, it, it yeah. is. It was better when it was St. Petersburg Incorporated, though, you know, more rubles. <clears throat> but it doesn't show how much the outlay to them was necessarily. I could show business losses, mm -hmm. but does it? I don't know if it actually shows a pipeline back to how much I owe them in return, if that makes sense. My issue with the American tax setup, and here's the thing, it's I have an issue with a lot of tax setups in England and whatever, so it's not purely American, but someone actually posted a, a funny meme <clears throat> where kind of summarizing the how it is, is the government says, okay, U.S. is a certain amount of money a year. Okay, how much? Oh, no, we won't tell you. You have to figure it out for yourself. Okay, I'm not an expert. We'll just write it down, and if you're wrong, you can go to jail. Now, so here's the thing. The IRS can work out, I guess you would call them actuary tables or mm -hmm. use the tax tables, that it could be a completely automated process. That Well, we have the technology. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's there to say, but the IRS exists to bust people for trying to cheat them. That's what all, all audits are for and everything. When IRS has all the information to where everyone can I have a tax form filed that is 100% proper. And I wonder why not. Good question. Is that, that complicated? Does that make sense? <laughs> we're already, we're already doing already, it. They already, it's already in their, just push, push I mean, have F12. You gone, have you gone to happen. an IRS office? Yes. Like, they're not allowed to smile. Dude, I've been divorced <laughs> three times. I've been to plenty of tax offices in my life. Trust me. I mean, it's all order. It's all it is. They just, they're, they're the sheep. Isn't but they? isn't it funny that yeah, I'm kidding. I, I, tens of millions of non-professionals are expected to figure out a tax code that can literally break this table if we put all the books of this tax code on this table it would break it that's what makes america and so many hmm. loopholes but you just mess up one and i was talking earlier about the perjury trap i do feel nervous sometimes filling out especially as the more as older i get and the more income and like <laughs> oh the, yeah I mean, like especially being married that's what i love is like we got married on the 28th and that was on december 28th and i was like when i was like well how are you gonna file are you gonna file joint i was like would does that count and he's like well yeah you're right there so and i was like oh what happens if we don't go to jail? What? <laughs> well, no, not jail. And I mean, I'm like, this is scary. So, uh, and I give it, I give you that. I don't know why it's complicated. I mean, I, I bet you it's just because there's not there's getting married. Getting married doesn't help you from a tax perspective. I can tell you that. Well, I mean, it's not even that. It's like I, don't, I just want to check the right boxes, you know. And I don't want to get a call, you know, nine years later. You see what you did? But I think with answer your question, I don't think there's a leadership role in the IRS that wants to change that stuff. Well, Usually it's a political saying, thing, but right? But it would be an easy... Talk about solving so many problems. You could budget because you know what the tax 
income is going to be, income to the IRS to to fund the government. You know it. You don't have to say, well, we got to see how much this guy makes. They could handle everything. Now, I don't know if I want them to because that talk about Big Brother. And the IRS, I believe, had its powers abused in the last few years. Um, Are you talking about the nonprofit thing? The nonprofit thing, the lowest learner. Oh, that's the late. She was the head of the IRS. Um, Did they actually catch it? Like, was was there actual documentation of her going like? No, she was on the airplane. There's no documentation of what was talked about because the place wasn't what bugged. Airplane? What are you talking about? She was on an airplane with Bill Clinton on the tarmac, and for an hour and a half, where they said, "Well, we talked about our grandkids." Oh, and that was right, like the day before um, the email thing, uh, Comey uh, about Hillary Clinton. It's like a day or two later is when so a Hillary Clinton. Theory? I dig it. I, <laughs> I dig it. It's, uh, you know, it's not helping me. My conspiracy theory consumption what? is this China thing. <laughs> Cause like now I'm hearing organ harvesting. I'm like, what, where did that come from? Are they really hard? Are they really harvesting organs over there? Everybody. Well, I'm not saying it's a, well, the way they say it, it's like they come take you at night and then they take your kidney. Did you ever wake up in the bathtub filled with ice? And yeah. uh, you know, my social credit score is not high enough. <laughs> You're right. Uh. Um, Brett did point out uh, we did have a president who had a stroke. Woodrow Wilson suffered a stroke in the office. Um, so we do we do have that. That I'm actually reading on my Kindle a book. Oh, name uh, drop. Well, my my Kindle. Yeah, <laughs> Dick and Skippy kidding. sponsored by. The book is called Upstairs at the White House. And it's written by the White House chief butler for going back to, like, Roosevelt through, I think, Reagan. Oh, he never got fired or she never got fired? No, it was a he and chief butler. And it's not a tell-all in that context. It's very discreet. But I'm only, like, four or five pages into it. But he's talking about meeting Roosevelt for the first time in the, in the wheelchair and that it, it messed him up because they he talked about how they would go out of their way to disguise the fact from people. Now, this, of course, was pretty much pre-television, um, but every time he gave a, a speech behind the podium, they had a special little ramp thing that they would ramp him up and then have these handlebars from him to hold himself up while he talked, but press wouldn't be allowed in until after He's he up. wheeled in. State dinners. The eagle is standing. Yes, exactly. <laughs> State dinners would have, they would have him sitting in his seat propped up, ready to go, and then they'd open the doors for the other dignitaries to come in, and they were just told, the president doesn't stand for anyone else. It was really strange that he never passed any disability acts or anything. You think you feel like he would, he would right? There was a unique power to do that at the time, but instead they, they hit it. So yeah. morally, ethically, there are some issues because I want to know the health of the man. That's why I think Bernie Sanders has probably lost his chance for president this time around because you can have heart surgery during a, your presidential campaign. I you can. It's not. It wasn't a life or death one, you know, and he's probably oh, healthier now as a result. They put in some stints. He's you know that movie, I saw that movie Dave. Is it Dave? Yeah. Hmm. That's a real deal, right? Yes, that's what happened. <laughs> of course. But I, I almost feel for Bernie because he's probably healthier now than he was before because the issue got taken care of. But the stigma is you had you had open heart surgery while running for president. Well, then we can't. Well, yeah. Hey, well. we got to transition because Jay came in and talk about something specific. Okay, you know yeah. that, right? Well, what time is it? Are we we got we got like ten minutes left. Oh my gosh, I yeah. thought it was like nine thirty. Jay, I know you you wanted to talk about something specific and politics and stuff because you are running for yeah, yeah. Texas Senate for yeah. Uh, so what did you want to talk about? What did you want to so. 
the first thing I wanted to talk about was the Montgomery County Behavioral Health and Suicide Prevention Task Force. That's a what's the acronym for that? The Montgomery County <laughs> Behavioral Health and Suicide a, Prevention Task Force. I like it. I get it. He's got that. So that's down. a legit thing. So tell me about it. What it is, is. So so it was uh, really started. I mean, I, I'll say. It, I mean, it was started earlier this year. But I mean, the first public meeting for this task force was in May. So okay. they they. Uh, they had a meeting at the Lone Star Convention Center. It was open to the public. Anyone could come. Really? They just advertised it and said, if you're interested in this, come. Um, and Judge Mack was one of the kind of the spearheads for the Montgomery this task force. Uh-huh. Montgomery County. And so um, health and at that meeting in May, there was about, I think, 465 people showed wow. up. Wow. Nice. So there was a lot of uh, interest and uh, they gave a bunch of presentations from different groups. Um, that many people work there? What's that? No, that's and, uh, and so then they obviously passed out some cards, and they wanted some volunteers who actually wanted to help with the task force. And so they gave us all cards, and they had like 13 different work groups, and you could choose to volunteer or do something with a particular work group that had interest to you or whatever the case may be. Um, so... I obviously volunteered uh, because I think it's important that uh, we talk about mental health issues. I think it's important we talk about suicide. Uh, it's, a, it's a critical, you know, people may not know this, but Montgomery County probably has the highest suicide rate in the state of Texas. Really? And uh, Yeah, I'd heard and, that. And That's so hard to believe, but maybe not. It's hard to believe, but it's actually true. And so we need to start having conversations about it. And, uh, and, and when it comes to, you know, youth suicide, I mean, the Woodlands has had a, a, a huge, uh, uncomfortable, I'll say, uptick in the percent uh, of youth suicides in the last few years. And so, you know, the, this task force, the goal of the task force really is to, we want to combine in one location all of the resources that somebody can reach out to uh, if they're having an issue or if they're, they know somebody who's having, you know somebody who's having an issue, an easy way to find uh, a resource for them to go to for help um, based on what it is and where they live in the county. Uh, we certainly want to educate people on things like mental health issues and, and suicide and, and that uh, we need to end the stigma of how we talk about these things. Because people tend to not want to talk about them, and there's a stigma behind it. Whether you're a fellow veteran that has PTSD, or you're a first responder that may have PTSD, or you're a first responder that just has some, you know, I'll call it mental health issue that you want to deal with, but God forbid you say something because you're going to lose your job, or you know you won't get a promotion, or they'll put you on the bench, so to speak, right? That and that is unfortunately that leads to even worse mental health issues, mm-hmm. and ultimately could end in suicide. Um, and so we need to be able to have these conversations that are not um, part of the stigma. They're not uncomfortable. We need to make these normal conversations that we have when we talk about mental health issues and when we talk about suicide, right? People think that if you talk about suicide and use the word suicide, that that's going to cause somebody to commit suicide. And the ant- that is totally false. Mm-hmm. I mean, if somebody came to me and they kind of had a problem and and I felt that that was kind of the issue. I would look them square in the face and I would say, are you thinking about committing suicide and killing yourself right now? That's how you deal with it. You mm-hmm. have to combat it face on with direct questions. You can't beat around the bush. You can't ask questions where the, your expected answer is no. Um, you, you need to be very direct because you know the, the whole point is to get them help because there is always help. 
nothing in life is is uh, so dire that it would cause somebody to take their life, and that's the right answer. And so we need to, we need to have these conversations, and we don't in this county. Well, what what resources do we have in the county? I don't think we have. What resources do we have here? So there are actually hundreds of resources in this county, whether it's it's, uh, individual uh, therapists or counselors. Um, What's a free option? The the school districts actually do a... uh, They're really trying to do a really good job at having uh, the ability for students to be able to have counselors that can talk about this and they're trained how Didn't to talk about this. Didn't they just double this. the presence, I think, at CISD? And they may have. I think so. I mean, the you know, the nun, the, the, what is he, the superintendent, mm-hmm. I mean, his, his number one thing is mental health in schools. Mm-hmm. It's his number one thing. And, and so we want to make sure all the school districts in the county have resources. And they do work together. I mean, it's not like they don't. They do. Some do more than others. Um... And, and obviously Tri-County Behavioral Services. Some people don't like to talk about it. They think that has a stigma just in and of itself. But mm-hmm. that is a service you can call. You can go there if you're having a mental health issue or, su- you know, thoughts of suicide. I mean, you know, I encourage, you know, if somebody has an issue to, to call a local uh, resource, right? Because if you call, like, the national, I mean, I'm not saying don't call the National Suicide Hotline if you're having an issue. But I guarantee you're probably going to get more response if you call if if you have access to a local organization. Yeah. Right. And and so for me, you know, so I'm on the adult uh, suicide prevention work group, and I'm on the pediatric suicide prevention work group. That's kids, right? Mm -hmm. So that's kid 18 and under. Okay. Um, So those those are the two groups I'm on, and I'm the LGBTQ and veteran outreach for both of those groups. Um, because to me, those are those are really two of the most uh, uh, at-risk groups. Uh, when we look at LGBT, especially when we talk about LGBTQ youth, uh, their suicide rates are five times their their heterosexual counterparts. Whoa! Uh, if they're in a uh, if if they happen to live in an unaccepting family home, they're eight and a half more times likely than their their LGBTQ peer in an accepting home to commit suicide. We have 22 veterans a day that commit suicide. Um, and, and if we look at the transgender community that people tend to forget and not want to talk about, I mean, if you look at some of the studies that were done with the transgender community, you know, we're talking about over 50% of those folks that participated in a study had attempted suicide before the age of 25. Um, and, and so these are things that we have to deal with and we have to confront head on. And I'm so happy that the county decided to take this on. Um, and I'm more than happy to, you know, talk about the, the, the specific roles I have. Because, again, we, you know, we need to understand. And, we, you know, this, and this kind of part of it, you know, to me, the, these, you know, these groups that I talk about, the veterans and the LGBTQ community, I mean, these, all, these groups also become political, not maybe so much the veterans group, but certainly the LGBTQ group becomes political, you know, and, and so there's all kinds of, I mean, obviously the Supreme Court is, you know, they heard a case earlier this week that's, you know, a few cases earlier this week that's dealing with uh, should it be the law that you cannot discriminate in the workplace based on sexual orientation. And so I'm interested, I'm certainly interested to hear what the, what the outcome of that's going to be from the Supreme Court. Um, you know, so and then some of these are hot button issues, right? But I mean, at the end of the day, I, education is one of the most important things I think we can do with people, right? I mean, people need to understand that, you know, 
Sean, when you were born, did you have any control of the color of your skin when you were born? No. And Dick, did you, you know, did you have any control of the color of your eyes when you were born? Oh, Gattaca yeah. told me that you can yeah, in the okay. future. So. Um, but, the, but the bottom line is, I, and I didn't have choices in those either. I, I, I was born this, the, the way I am as far as my skin color and my hair and my eyes. Well, guess what? You know, my sexual orientation is the exact same thing. I, I didn't have a choice. Uh, you know, it took me a long time in my life to accept it for myself. Uh, because I certainly didn't grow up in a time where it was very accepted. Um, but the bottom line is I didn't have a choice. This is how I was born, and it's the way I am. So, you know, I, you know, I, I find it crazy that we have to have all these uh, political discussions and, and try to get laws passed uh, just so that I can be treated equally just like everybody else because of the way I was born. Well, what's weird about right, that so. to me when you're talking about legislation and enfor- enforcing those kind of rules, like what happens when... And this is gonna. This is just a question. Like, for sure. example, like restaurants like Hooters. Yeah. Like they clearly have a market. They do. They clearly have like. And how how do places like that get to do what they do after like that? That place Hooters would be closed down, right? Pretty much. Why? Because they restrict who they can who can work there. Well, I don't have a problem. I mean, I don't have a problem with you know something like that. I don't. Right. Well, no, I mean, I'm just. You're, I mean, Hooters. I mean, you know, let's let's just be honest. Oh, we know. Right? It, we know. A, it. a gay man is not going to go. Oh, I want to go be a Hooters girl, right? That that's not how it works. Yeah. That that's just not how it works, right? And and so I know that a lot of the discussion today is about oh, religious freedom. We hear about this yeah. like every single day. Look, you know, and of course people think that Democrats, I being one of them and a proud one, think that you know oh we're anti-religion and all this stuff. Well, it's Absolutely not true, right? I'm a Christian. I'm gay. I go to church. Yeah. I have a pastor. I believe in God. I, I pray, right? And I don't have any problem with other people that do the exact same thing. And I don't care what religion they practice, right? Uh, but what I do care about is when you start infringing on me. Yeah. Right? And I don't think the, the right folks on the right are any different, to be honest with you, when you yeah. talk to them one-on-one. They're like, I don't want people to infringe on me, Right? So, but here's the deal. When, when you look at this from a broader perspective, you know, we have the, you know, religious f- freedom bills and all this kind of stuff, right? Well, well, here's my thing. So if I look at the broader context, what are you doing? So, so you're saying if you pass a bill that says religious freedom and a company can do whatever they want to, a business owner, then is it, so it's okay to hang a sign on your door that says, you know, yeah. it, no gays allowed because my religion doesn't believe it. Well, how's that different from the 40s and 50s when they put no blacks? Yeah. They had different sinks for blacks and whites. To me, it's absolutely no different. I mean, you go into business for one reason, to make money, right? And just because you bake a cake for somebody who happens to be gay, that doesn't make you gay. That doesn't make you anything, right? Just like we talked about earlier, Sean, if I decide to go to Chick-fil-A and I have friends that are boycotting Chick-fil-A, that doesn't make me a different person yeah. than I am just because I went to Chick-fil-A and got a chicken sandwich, right? So, so I think it, it's, you know, and I will be honest with you, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to name a name here because that this almost be took good. me out of my seat yesterday as I went to, you know, uh, Judge Mack's uh, uh, prayer breakfast, prayer breakfast yeah. right? I went last year. I actually had a good time. He's he still getting some, sued? It's, he is actually getting Man. sued. And and. You know, he had, it's always a good event. A lot of people show up, and, yeah. and I don't mind it's it at all. I mean, it's a community. It's almost turned itself It's a community. Into, There's yeah. all different faiths there, it's, mm-hmm. you know. And, and so I have a good time. But, you know, yesterday, I, I will admit, 
Senator Cornyn was one of the guest speakers there. That's a no name to him, no face. And, I have no face to that. And name. I will tell you this when I heard this come out of his mouth, I, <clears throat> I didn't know what to think about it. He said, I don't think government should be in religion at all. Agreed. Yeah. But he said, but religion should be in government. So that, I have a problem. Is he a radical? Would that be considered a radical? <laughs> Well, he's a he was talking Texas. to his he was talking to his audience. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's right? it, it's hard. It's really hard to draw that line when in, how many individuals it take to make a group, because individuals can have their own faith, but then when you start being influenced, you mm-hmm. know, depending on your community, because sure. if you know nine nine people out of ten are all Christian, what's going to be happening at the outcome of like community meetings? It's going to be influenced. Well, my well, sure it is. thought, when I, if I were to hear something like that, I don't know what brought you out of your chair personally on that. For me, it would be, whose religion? You know, you say that religion needs to be in politics. Well, okay, what re- are we, ca- the Catholics? The Presbyterians? And, and I'm, the I'm the say, Latter-day Saints? Well, it, again, that's this, why there uh, has to be. Uh, again, my, my point to it is, is that I don't care what anybody uh, believes or doesn't believe in, right? Mm-hmm. It's everyone's individual choice to to believe in a certain faith and practice it or to not believe in any faith and, and be fine with it. I, I don't have any issues with that, you know, but but when you feel like you have to push what you believe and everyone needs to believe what you believe and if they don't believe what you believe, then you're the, you know, the, the Satan that walks the face of the earth, there's where I have a problem. Oh, yeah, huge. Right. Is, well, that's what I'm saying. And with religion, it's very personal in particular no i can guarantee you that very few two christians think alike or believe the exact same thing substitute that word with ethics or morals i'd be all over it but i have a problem with the word religion myself in that and probably for similar reasons so you know so so anyway the bottom line is is that you know uh to get back to the uh mental health and, yeah. and suicide so for me it's important and i chose to be the outreach for the the particular groups that i am because I think it's important that we have somebody in, in, in the community who, you know, at least I hope people look at me as some kind of, you know, leadership type figure in the county um, that is willing to stand up and talk about these things and not be afraid to talk about it. And there's nothing to be ashamed of. And, and if you need help, get help, right? My, my, you know, I went to the Naval Academy class in 1998, and, and we partnered our class. Our class has had seven suicides since we graduated. No, oh, wow. And so we we decided we didn't want to have any more, and so we partnered with an organization called Objective Zero, and they have an app um, that. Uh, so the whole idea of Objective Zero obviously is to have zero suicides amongst veterans, and this is a this is an app that allows veterans to contact fellow veterans. So you go download the app, you go to the app store or whatever, you can download the app. You Objective sign up. Zero. It's called Objective Zero. Objective Zero. And uh, we partnered with them so that now any graduate from a service academy, whether it's Navy, Air Force, Army, doesn't matter, Merchant Marines, Coast Guard, they can actually identify themselves by what academy they went to, what year they graduated. Mm -hmm. And then what it does is you put your availability on there, and then there's a map of the world, and, you know, it gets a little pin drop Mm -hmm. on there for you and anybody else that is also on the app. And then you can become an ambassador. I'm an ambassador on there. So you got just a different app. You have to go through a little bit of training. Um, but the whole idea is that if, you know, if you're a veteran in, in distress and you want to talk to a fellow veteran, then you can get on the app and you, you can call somebody. You can call, you can text, you can video chat with somebody uh, just to try to get some help from a fellow veteran that you think may understand um, maybe what you're going through if that's what you need, right? So, 
So, you know, we're very passionate about the, this as a class from the academy because, you know, it's, it's devastating when you have, you know, people that uh, we went to school with for four years at an institution that really takes togetherness to actually get through your four years there and then go off and pretty much every person in my class from 98 went to war. Um, and so we have a lot of, you know, we, we obviously deal with a lot of folks with PTSD and of course now we've had several, you know, several suicides. And so we, we don't want that anymore. And we don't want anyone to go through those types of things. So it's, I'm very passionate about it. And, and I'm not afraid to talk about any of these topics. You know, I, I, I talked to Judge Mack after the first meeting and I kind of pulled him aside and I told him this is kind of what I wanted to do. I said, because, and I was honest with him. I said, you know, there's probably a lot of people in this room right now that don't, don't, ever want to talk about anything that has to do with gay or lesbian or bi or transgender. Um, I'm like, but we need that. If, if we want to make this work the right way, we have to segment some of these groups, whether it's veterans or the LGBTQ community or whatever it is. Um, because let's be honest, in our county, uh, we have a lot of faith-based organizations and a lot of churches and, and a lot of those types of things in our county. And we have to understand that certain groups of people may not want to go to a group like that for any kind of help. Right, because mm -hmm. you know we all know that this whole conversion therapy crap, um, which is totally abuse, it's neglect, it's I can't even for, for, from a child's perspective to me it's child abuse. Um, anyone who tries to do this conversion therapy garbage, um, and people need to know that. And so you know, obviously, if you're LGBTQ, you you may not want to go to a church to try to get help because you might be afraid in the back of your yeah. mind, oh, they're going to do conversion therapy on me and try to change, you know. And, you know, you can't. That's not how it works. Yeah. Uh, so the more education people have, I think the better. And, and uh, well, you know, the, we need people to talk the, out about does it. Does the task, task force have any, like, like a website or anything yet? Or, so there's a Facebook, know, there's a Facebook uh, page. I think okay. they're working on, uh, we're working on how we're going to do the website. Yeah. Um, I'm not in that group. There's, a, there's actually a group that deals oh, with all that stuff. Oh, that's not part of my group. Uh, but, but I, you know, we obviously all kind of talk to each other. Yeah. Um, but so I know that they're, they're trying to figure out how they're going to do the website because obviously where do we want to put this information of resources and everything else that can get disseminated because one, one of the ideas is to create an app that people can download. But obviously not every single person would necessarily have access to an app, but we mm -hmm. want to make it accessible. right? Montgomery so County Behavioral so, Health and Suicide Prevention Task Force. That's right. Okay. And I think, uh, and, and if, you, if you put that in a search in Facebook, you'll find the page. Okay. Um, and if you Google it, you'll find the page. So I think it's important that people pay attention. And if anyone wants to, you know, volunteer or help with any of the groups, that, that's still open. You can still do that. You know, and certainly if you have an organization that wants some of, you know, one of us to come in and talk to your organization about the task force, we're certainly open to that. That's exactly what we want because the more people that know it exists and what our mission is and what we're trying to accomplish, uh, hopefully we can we can end some of these numbers, right? So, I mean, it doesn't sound like a lot, but from 2012 to, to 2018, we had 405 suicides in Montgomery County. It doesn't seem wow. like a lot. That's a lot. That is a lot. That's a lot. And that's why we're above the national average. We're above, you know, the state average. We're literally number one in the state. So we have a lot of these issues. That would issues. almost fill the Crichton. That's how that, many people that is. That, that's a lot, uh, that's a lot you know, of people. So it's an important thing that needs to be talked about, you know. And for me, in the campaign, you know, talk, we talked all this pol political stuff and talked about, you know, presidential this and, you know, IRS that. And, 
whistleblower or whatever. It was fun. And, and it is. But, you know, the bottom line is to me is that what we're not talking about is the thing that people actually care about. Yeah. Right? We're not talking about health care. We're not talking about the cost of health care. We're not talking about public education. We're not talking about uh, wage growth. Uh, we're not talking about how can a family work their way to middle class. How can a middle class family stay in the middle class? How can a middle class family work to even get higher than the middle class? We don't talk about these things, um, you know, and we don't talk enough about mental health issues and suicide. And for me as a candidate in, in a race, that's the stuff I'm going to talk. I mean, that's what I talked about in the county judge race. I talked about the issues of the county. Mm -hmm. Right, I don't. I mean, yeah, I watch the news and I see what's going on. At well, the we national get you back level, in and we can talk about those. I don't care about that stuff, and most voters don't care about that stuff. Voters care about what they talk about at the dinner table, and it's what affects their pocketbooks. And those are the types of things we need to talk about because the state of Texas, you know, a lot of people think like Conroe ISD. Oh, it's a great school district. They're great at this and that, and that's true. They're, they are. We're, we're fortunate here that they have, you know, that it's in the woodlands, and that's. Let's be honest, it's a tax base, right? The, the people that live in the woodlands are usually more affluent mm -hmm. in the majority. So they have more money to necessarily deal with. But if we look at the broader picture, you know, the, the public education funding in Texas is, 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 is a mess. And yes, they did some great things in this last legislative session. But the problem is, is that they took 11 billion, they found 11 billion dollars. And about half of that's going to property tax relief, so-called, which, okay, that's great if it actually comes to fruition. Um, but the problem is, is to do, to do what they did in, in putting more money in public education and trying to help with property tax relief is they stole from Peter to pay Paul. Mm -hmm. the, ta the state doesn't bring in enough money, right? Let's look at teachers, right? Look at retired teachers. I mean, the teacher retirement fund is $47 billion underfunded right now. The state is $50 billion in debt. And they keep telling us they're doing such a great job. Well, you know what? I've lived in Texas for 12 years, and what have I seen during that time when it's been controlled by one party? I've seen us in the bottom 10% of public education in the country, the top 5% of property tax burden in the country, and dead last in the number of Texans that are covered by health care insurance in this country. So something is wrong, and something needs to change which is why I'm doing what I'm doing, yeah. because we need things to change. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a homeowner, and whereas I wouldn't mind my property tax relief happening, you find $11 billion bucks in, in the school budget, it goes into the schools. Yeah, yeah I, I don't need that money. I don't need my pennies back on my dollars anymore. Because we much. can certainly make our, our schools <clears throat> in Texas in the top 10% of public education in this country, right? And And... You know, I could go on about public education, but, you know. The well, next time. Save it for next time. You know? Yeah, let's we Jay, talk about yeah. standardized yeah. testing and all that kind of stuff. Well, Jay, thanks for coming in. My and, pleasure. And uh, we'll let people know, like we said, you're running for Texas Senate Where can District they find 4. You? District 4. JayStittleberg.com. So my website's still the same, JayStittleberg.com. My, my Facebook's JayStittleberg for Texas. Yeah. And then, again, I'm on Twitter and Instagram, and that's Jay Stittleberg is how you find me there. Well, good deal. Talk about branding. Well, we got to get uh, out of here, guys. Uh, give a shout-out to the folks. Enjoy the cool weather. Yeah. Come out to the Conroe Cajun Catfish Festival happening in downtown Conroe. We'll be back on Monday. <laughs> give me 12 seconds because it goes with what Dick was saying, uh, with uh, just, Jay was you saying. You just consumed like seven. So. <laughs> Tomorrow evening, Emergency Chaplain Group, Hope for Heroes Gala. <clears> There's <throat> an organization that provides free counseling, peer-to-peer -peer counseling for first responders in distress. All right. You're listening to Dick and Skippy. We'll be back Monday morning. We'll see you then. <laughs>